I'm thinking something like. Hi, my angel. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm banging. Bang. (laughs) (laughs) I feel good. Yeah. It's so good to see you after you've been out traveling and all that fun stuff for a few weeks. So it's good to be back in here. And we had a wonderful guest, Ashley Hampton. Oh, man. She is so... Yeah, you tell... You've known her for a while. Yes, I've known her for a very long time. I don't even know how many years, but since I've been a baby therapist, I met really? her. Yeah, so it's 10 years or more for sure that I've known her. Wow. Um, and just I've gotten to see her just grow from a solo practitioner to a group practice to doing a nonprofit and just all the awesome things she does to, to advocate. She is a, a professor at Vanderbilt uh, teaching around like just culture and, and the competency that we need as therapists. To, to do this work well. And so it's really cool to watch her kind of grow, but you experience her energy is just so, um, it's great. It does, this went by very quick for me. Mm, I know you were like, wait, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I love Ashley. I'm glad she was here. And you, I think you mentioned in the podcast, but the reason y'all came together is because she was so kind to you in a setting, right? Yeah. Like one of the very first, um, events I went to like marketing, networking things. Um, i I just thought she looked really hip and cool and mm. she was so friendly. And then, and I hated those things that, you know, at first. And so every time I would go to one, I would kind of look for her cause she yes. felt like a familiar, friendly face. And then uh, my friend Leah like knew her. So that's kind of how I ended up knowing her, but it was just, uh, she's just a friendly person and she really loves people. She doesn't do it cause it's a payoff for her. Right. Um, she right. just, she cares about people. I love yeah. that. And mm-hmm. every time I'm around her, I'm like, I can learn a lot from you. Her yeah. energy is just so, and she says it herself, but she's so like f- straightforward, mm-hmm. blunt. Love it. Power That's behind her. That's my kind her. of people. <laughs> yeah. 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 She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And she talks about the, and I mentioned this, like she talks about difficult things, mm-hmm. but she makes it information you can hear and receive. Yes. Um, and in a way that you're not feeling like you're being like judged or she's it, in it with you. Yeah. And it yeah. just feels like new information, but I love the bluntness that she has with it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so it's, yeah, it's been really fun to work in the same community as her and just to support everything she's doing. That's so cool. This is the first time we've had another therapist on. Mm-hmm. So. How did that feel for you <laughs> to well, be? Cause normally it's two comedians and me. Yeah. <laughs> so how did it feel to, to have it switched up a little bit? In the beginning, it was so funny. Cause I say something and you both give me therapist eyes and I was like, <laughs> Oh shit. I have to be on guard. Guard your loins. <laughs> no, I didn't feel on guard, but I was like, Oh wow, this is different. You know? And I loved watching you guys you were like talking about learning in school and you guys were like, I guess you're, unless you're learning the K method <laughs> or something like that. And I was like, I have no idea what they're talking about. And this is so cute. I like, I love like amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I love therapists. I, I, I'm, um, I want to say I'm honored by you. I don't know what that means, but I'm honored mm-hmm. to be around therapists. I appreciate you guys so much. Oh. I want to lift you up and I, um, I just love therapists. So it was mm-hmm. really cool to get to, I'm, I'm really grateful to be in the spot that I am. I, I oh. loved it. 
I can learn so much from you guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I love that. I'm receiving that. <laughs> it's a great episode. You're going to love it. Please yeah. like uh, support Ashley. Look up yes, her. She mentions them. Um, Hampton House Counseling is her group practice with all of her amazing therapists. And then she has um, Healing in the Margins is the nonprofit, her and her wife. They, they run both of those. Um, but it's where you can get access, um, support, financial support, even if you're not seeing one of their therapists. Um, therapist in the margins, meaning BIPOC or LGBTQIA+, um, can just receive support in any way if you're a part of that community in any way. Um, they're here to support and, and help help you learn about what Healing in the Margins is. There are um, That's another arm of their nonprofit is to help therapists learn how to be better advocates. Yes. Um, and so it's just, she's just doing good stuff, so support them. And even if you can't financially support, share it on your stories, tell yeah. a friend. Like magnify the voice, lift it up any way you can. Exactly. Um, and it really does, even a little bit, if it was $5 a month, it really does go to support and directly to what they do as a nonprofit starting out a new one you have to make month show that you can raise money in order to just start receiving grants and so that's when we did this recent fundraiser with them um, that was another push to kind of just help the grassroots of this like get amplified so they can get more um, grants and funding got you beautiful yeah. mm-hmm. enjoy the episode you yeah, guys enjoy Beth doesn't <laughs> want you to go to the grocery store She's become very territorial. <laughs> she has her own job and like I'm not allowed to do it. Damn. So like my privileges, like I don't do anything anymore. <laughs> I don't even have access. I don't even have my own money. Like I, I, I'm like, hey, can you pay me? Like I, I, I went from like running my own shit to like asking my wife to send me money. <laughs> <laughs> That's some people's dream though. Honestly, I kind of get it. Like I don't worry about money. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Do I need to take a new plot? What do I need to do? Nothing. <laughs> I don't need to know then. What? I'm interested in the grocery store thing. Did you just bring something home that wasn't good or like? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how it happened because I originally was the grocery shop person. Okay. But then she got really into it. And now that she has wild, like we have the baby, mm-hmm. that's her and Wilder's thing. Oh. oh. But it's also like. That's a little weird. Like, why can't we, it can't it just be a thing? Why does it have to be your thing? Uh-huh. That I'm not even. Mm. And then now she says <laughs> yeah. she does say when I go to the grocery store, I buy things that we don't need. Uh. Uh, which is true because you don't ever let me go to the grocery store. <laughs> I'm like a whole new world in here. I'm like they didn't have this when I was shopping. They didn't oh. have that, and then I come home with. What do you buy? I love Costco. Oh, oh my god, me too. I'll buy anything at Costco. I like to go when I just need therapy. I go walk around Costco. I I'm like, do y'all have memberships? Going, I yeah. Do. <gasps> I go. You want to go? I'll take yeah. you. I love. I'm to like, walk how do I around. ask to be a part of this? <laughs> you go. You went. <laughs> yeah. My friends are like, that is the most stressful place. I was like, Beth what? I love when it. you just take your time, you're not in a rush. That's why I like going by myself or with someone that actually loves it as much yeah. as I do because. I've I've marched Leah up and down every aisle of Costco plenty of times. Oh, I don't see why that would be stressful. I mean, it has everything she, times a million. But I think that that's what it is. Oh, it's too much. Beth is like, we don't need times a million. I go, she doesn't even let me it. buy the office snacks, even though <gasps> I buy the best snacks. Everyone yeah. knows I buy the best what snacks. What does she buy, like nuts? Cheez-Its. <laughs> Did you know that people still eat those? Like, legit. They're okay. Yeah. What do you eat? <laughs> what are your snacks? <laughs> Cheez-Its. 
Yeah, what do you get? I mean, a cheese sandwich is good. I haven't had them in a long time, but I can think, I can, I'm not, oh, it's no. coming up. It's all coming back. <laughs> I'm going to go buy Cheez-Its next time. <laughs> yeah. I'm stock stock your office. Yeah, that's what we stock ours with. We have some Cheez-Its. The Belveda, like a, our clinicians are like 80. We have the Belveda crackers. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Like that they give on the flights? No, they're not even that good. They're like <laughs> worse. You're thinking oh my. of Biscoff. Oh, the yeah. Bis- they're worse than that. Oh my god! But my team just like eats them like they're crack. I'm like, y'all are sick. What would you buy? I would buy fruit snacks. Oh yeah. Like what kind of fruit snacks? The good, good kind. Like mm-hmm. fresh fruit snacks or like the chewy. I would buy fruit every things. variety. <gasps> I like would stock up on fruit snacks. Costco has a good brand <laughs> that's oh, actually I healthy. I like. I get those. Love them all. I tried to buy those for my office, and they're just like mm. the snacks that your office has. Is interesting because they sound so dry, and you talk all day, so it would be like, you yeah, know? I don't know why they do it. Like pop a cheese it and be like, I don't. Therapists don't, always have a drink with. Yeah, them. that is true. Uh, and if you're Melanie, you have three or four. <laughs> I do. I have three. They say that's a bisexual thing. Really? Oh, I don't know. Variety to have a lot that. of drinks. The internet says that. I don't. <laughs> that's know. That's so random. Variety. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like you need multiple choices. I do. I'm an I'm a options <laughs> I person. I need lots of options. Yeah, there it is. But I always have. I need a water. I need. I have a smoothie in the morning, and then coffee, and then I always know that I have a bubbly water in the refrigerator. Yeah, <laughs> I love bubbly water. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I was drinking that consistently without regular water, and I had to like switch it up a little bit because I was getting dehydrated. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Option. That's so funny. Bisexual, I'd never heard that. I mean, you know, the internet is also like, it's National Lampshade Day. And you're like, is it? Or are you just trying to sell some lampshades? You know yeah. what I'm saying? But if you connect with it. Mm-hmm. That's true. There so this is the first time I was we've like, had two. Amber's outnumbered now. Uh, <laughs> turn the tables. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs> but you're very funny. Yes. I literally was Me. like... <laughs> <laughs> You are. Your eyes were like, who are you talking about? I was like, who? <laughs> yes. You don't I, think you're funny? You know, I f- used to think I was very funny. I feel like my personality is <laughs> you got older. The oh. older I get, the, tighter the less you get. I like myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, the less, like the less like funny value I feel like I add. I don't know. Is that comfortable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can also scoot it back, too. I don't feel uncomfortable. Okay. <sighs> you guys never do. <laughs> I actually don't feel uncomfortable very often. Really? No, for sure. Like as a human? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not my struggle. Thank did God. You, <laughs> yeah. Did you used to? No, never. Whoa. Isn't that weird? Maybe that's part of the calling. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know. I know a lot of therapists who <laughs> <laughs> feel that way. <laughs> really? Yeah. They get uncomfortable? Yeah. See, this is, okay, this is a thing that I'm still, I mm-hmm. believe it. But I'm still learning mm-hmm. is that like therapists to me were are superhuman. <laughs> we don't have issues or problems at all. Right. <laughs> Never. That's okay. what she thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Outside saying, of the cheese it thing. Hide it. <laughs> life is perfect. <laughs> Practically. <laughs> I just it's I mean, you just know so many tools, but I guess I know tools too and still don't use them all the time. So I guess that makes sense. And just because you have tools doesn't mean that, that you use them or well. <laughs> that you get to them right away. Yeah. You know, it, you might have the thing and then the tool. Mm. You just need you know? somebody doing their work. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. 
Amber's made a joke before, though, that before she met me, that's what she thought. <laughs> I think I've heard you say that before on here. I like, then like I I've met you, you and saw that. that you have problems. Well, to be fair, no. <laughs> I mean, yes. But you offered them up. I wasn't like, whoo, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what made you, Ashley, become a therapist? <laughs> well, I wanted to be an actress. What? And that was my that was my first true desire. Um, and I didn't get into like I was trying to major for it in New York and I didn't get in. They wanted me to minor. And I was like, if I'm not good enough to major in it, then fuck you. And I just didn't go. <laughs> OK. And my dad was like, OK, so oh, you yeah. can't live here and not go to college. <laughs> You're like, oh, so fuck. <laughs> go to school. And I just I majored in psychology and I liked it. People always have talked to me. You know, people have always. Mm-hmm. I've always been an ear. Mm-hmm. And so I had to I had to go to school. That was the next best thing. So that's what I did. Wow. And then I got out and you can't do anything with a bachelor's yep. in psychology. <laughs> yeah, and going. I You're kept like, working shit. at Red Lobster. I was at Red Lobster <clears throat> for eight effing years, you know, <laughs> just living that life. And then I was like, okay, I got to go back to school. So you can't so. be a therapist mm-hmm. after your BA. Like, you no, know. you got to get a master's. Shit. So then I was yeah. just like sitting there working one day on this computer at a job I hated. Same. Um, and mm-hmm. I looked and I was like, I'm just going to go to school tomorrow, I guess. And I applied and that was that. To get your master's? Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. That's wild. Do you miss acting? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been a shit human, I think. Uh, if I, I, I think that there's a part of me that very much loves. I love storytelling and I love showmanship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I would have been a very good person. Why? If, if if it was all about me and my performance, I think my ego would just. Whoosh. Oh, I really do. That's interesting. Right. Do you feel that in your life? Like, do you feel that in your life now in some way? Like where you're like, you got to check your ego. I mean, I guess we all do. But like, I guess I've never heard a former actor say that. I just hear a lot of self-awareness. Thank like you, you know yourself a lot. Aw, <laughs> thanks, Mel. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. <laughs> I I do I do think that like me and my friend we were, we wrote a musical. We haven't performed it yet, but we did finish it, and like that was really fun. Yeah, I love. I mean, I like, but the thought of like auditioning for something and memorizing lines and like that has I have no desire. Okay, okay. I feel like the energy that would that you would take into being an actress, you you take into your life and what you do like with relationships friendships the work the like you it feels the same kind of energy but channeled in a way that you really can enjoy and love yourself absolutely and I think the more I do it so I just started I don't I just started adjunct professoring I'm an adjunct Mm -hmm. professor now at Vanderbilt Mm -hmm. and that is like (laughs) my own stage yeah and these students are very like and I'm just like myself and they're like terrified because I'm just like, we're <laughs> going to figure this out together mm-hmm. and not, we can ask a lot of, but I'm very like go with the flow and their mm-hmm. eyes are just like, what? they're like, do you want it in APA or MLA format? And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> oh my and God. they were just like, huh? and I was like, <laughs> welcome. Because when you become a therapist and your client sitting in front of you and they say something that you mm-hmm. don't understand, you're not going to have a person talking to you about the format and like that's not how the world works oh wow so i'm practicing it with them mm-hmm. now 
Oh. Well, yeah, and especially because if their their mindset is trained so much to like try to follow all these guidelines and be so structured, you're letting them flow. There, and that's I think a huge problem in our profession. I don't think we mm-hmm. actually teach clinicians how to sit with human beings Mm-mm. and do our job. No, I don't know if you experience this with your interns, but sometimes I'll notice like they have the knowledge and they've talked about the therapy a lot, but they'd never talk about what it actually looks like or what it feels like. Yes. What does it feel like to sit there and Mm -hmm. something happens and in your mind, you're like, I don't know what to do with this. I've never done this before. Yeah. Well, you better figure it out. Mm -hmm. You can't call me and ask me a question then, you know, so (laughs) there's a little bit of that, that self self work that is Uh so important in our, in our field. I think, I think it's just as important as knowing a skill. 100% 100% more I would say more important knowing a skill like a specific like EMDR think, yeah like just knowing how to just move through a therapy process with somebody I think if you're not doing your own work like that that's just like more important of a skill that you are aware of yourself in the room with another person's stuff and aware of when you feel like you're you're not being you're not good enough and not doing the work and how that keeps you stuck from actually being with the client and working with them like moving through and the judgments you have like how to let all that go that's more important but uh, (laughs) yes sorry no why are you sorry no 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 (laughs) um i've talked to you and another therapist i just met over the weekend like said it again but how like you graduate and they're just like now you're gonna do trauma cases without any (laughs) uh trauma experience Mm -hmm. and you were just saying like what it feels like what Mm -hmm. does it feel like when someone says something and you are like oh my god i've never what it what am i gonna do you can answer i think that what i what i've come to kind of understand about people's everyone wants to do a good job Mm -hmm. everybody wants people to feel like you come here i help you your goals are met you're safe. I care about you. And I provide something mm-hmm. that, that I, I must provide something I think is, is actually pretty problematic because I think the idea of what we have to do, mm-hmm. like what you were just saying, it mm-hmm. stops us from truly just being able to sit. And sometimes the real reality is there's nothing that you can do. Mm-hmm. So you can have mm-hmm. skill out the, but if something happens in your life, it, it's going to, you're going to feel that thing Mm -hmm. anyways. I think our society is so quick to want to get to the do Mm -hmm. that we're skipping, like just existing Mm -hmm. and just being and, and not needing something that we have Mm -hmm. to like grab onto. And this is my plan and this is how I'm going to deal with it. I'm really trying to talk clients out of that. And then I do that a lot (laughs) with like clinicians that I'm training, right? Mm -hmm. Probably the same for you too. It's like, sometimes there's nothing you can do. Well, a lot of times I think clients and therapists they think they're not they're not processing if they're not like crying and having these big emotive experiences and like I was staffing a case and with somebody and their perception was that they weren't able to get the client into their stuff that they weren't being very helpful and I'm like they're telling me about it and I was like it was right there in front of you to do parts work but because they weren't crying they thought they weren't doing enough and still stuck in this, like trying to take them to an emotion. But I'm like, Hey, they didn't look when they said that, that's what that looks like. And that's where I was kind of saying, they don't tell you what it looks like in session and how that would feel and look. Um, and so it's, 
when a younger therapist that happens, it feels scary. They're mm. still, they're worried about being a good therapist and learning, but that's, that's part of the learning process. I think when you have seen it and worked with it more, I get excited when I see stuff I haven't seen before and I don't know what to do. I'm like, let's figure this out. <laughs> like, well, let's been try there before. it. Yeah. I'm always yeah. like, let's see what brain spotting can do with it. That's my first go-to of just like, well, let's, let's just see. And you learn to just be in the moment that not knowing doesn't mean anything about how good of a therapist you are. But it's kind of, so what do they teach you guys? Because that's. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a really excellent question. Yeah. I feel like you learn theory. Yeah, you learn theory, but not even, not, you know, I think that we learn theory from one very specific viewpoint. Yes. We learn theories from white cis men. Mm-hmm. I mean, Whoa. that's, that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, maybe if you're lucky, there's a white cis woman. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. like there are, there are massive, Virginia Satir. there are, ma- <laughs> the one yeah, white yeah. Male, white, right. white and if woman. you went to Trevecca, Sue Johnson, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but there's, I love this. there's like, a, there's a giant gap yeah. that, that people, you know, that look like me, that love like me, that move like me and that we're not learning from people like us, mm-hmm. which is, which is what, what makes me so excited about mm-hmm. the work that I, I do now. Yes. Yeah. When you were going through uh, school, were you like, um, I'm going to like, I'm excited to start a practice that is, or were you just like, what the fuck? Were you just more like in shock? Well, this was about 10 years ago. Oh, okay. So I didn't even notice if I'm being totally honest. Really? I don't think I realized, um, how woefully unprepared I was going to be to serve my community. Oh, wow. I don't think I recognized that, I wasn't learning things that I needed to know because mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know yeah. until I started doing the work. And I was like, Oh, what do you think launched you into like realizing you had the ability to do that and you had a really unique thing to offer there? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just like blacked out. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you're, you're talking about like you didn't like being able to realize you had a very unique voice to offer clients teaching now, but in with your nonprofit and all that stuff, like there was, there was a time where you were a young therapist where you were thinking inside the lines that you were taught in. And the moment where you kind of like realize, Oh shit, there's way more to this than what I know. And that you had such a, you have such a voice that, that is very unique that's needed. Well, Thank you. Yeah. And I think about this a lot because I want to be careful that I don't sound a certain way. But what's interesting is my voice has always been the same voice. Nobody cared about it when it was just me as a therapist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, if I was in private practice and I started getting tons of calls from black queer folks who uh-huh. wanted someone who looked like me. They, that's what they wanted. Uh-huh. That was like great. But I'm also, it, it really taps into like layers of privilege because I didn't have a privilege to think about my voice and my platform and how mm-hmm. big I could be mm-hmm. or how much impact I could make because I had to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. So I had to see as many clients as possible. And luckily they kept coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't, go to grad school and think I'm going to open up my own practice one day Mm -hmm. and I'm going to have 12 therapists under me and Mm -hmm. I'm going to start a nonprofit. No way. Mm -hmm. I thought I'm going to do something that I like the most Mm -hmm. out of things that I don't really like. Yeah. 
And in doing that, the work kind of found me mm-hmm. and the gaps I started to see yeah. because it was the community that I was serving mm-hmm. that found me. I Like, I'd love to be able to be like, that was a dream of mine mm-hmm. to like amplify the voice of brown, black and queer therapists. That's mm-hmm. just wouldn't be true. Right. The truth is like the work that I do now is mm-hmm. a direct result that I've saw a need for. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Does that answer your question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, I mean, that just seems so beautiful and cool and like invigorating and awesome. Is there another side where you feel uh, like, do you feel like you have a good community of other people that are doing the same thing? Or do you kind of feel like, I feel like I'm the only one kind of leading this pack in Nashville. <laughs> I feel like I have a lot of support. Um, I feel like I have a lot of therapists. Melanie is one of them. Um, who really champions my work. Melanie helped me start Hampton House with paperwork and documents, <laughs> like a really real true story um, and supports our nonprofit. And so I feel like I have a lot of support, um, but I do think that what I've done, I think, I think we might, Hampton House might be the first BIPOC queer group practice in Nashville's history. Whoa. I'm pretty certain. Mm-hmm. I've like done, I've looked as much yeah. as one can, <laughs> yeah. but I feel like when you're the first and an only like mm-hmm. at something, it's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the really cool thing is I didn't even realize how hard it was because I just had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I haven't been, you know, I haven't been sitting around like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I've just been having to do the work. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I had to. And I'll say they also, I think this is really great is that there's so many aspects. It's not just about the client. It really is like a community thing because there's trainings for therapists Mm. that they try to, to educate and not just in therapy skills, but around like what's needed to help build other therapists that can go out and be supportive and do those. You're making that community. You're, you started the community and you're growing it. That's like superhero. That's it. That's (laughs) it. Right. We want to, I don't want, I'm 10 years in 10 and a half years in. I don't take on a lot of clients anymore. The people that I have are either very, um, unique cases that I feel like my skill is the mm-hmm. best fit for their clients I've had for years. Mm-hmm. And and I think that a lot of that is I'm burnt out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because when you, when I was doing this by myself for so long, um, it just, it got really, really exhausting. And yeah, I don't, don't think any clinician <laughs> should feel that way though. Mm-hmm. So like, that's what I'm invigorated by. I'm like, how can I help the next generation of clinicians mm-hmm. have longer than 10 years? Cause that's really yeah. sad, wow. you know, mm-hmm. like I, that's, that, shouldn't be the case yeah um and so that's what i'm trying to fix yeah a lot of therapists they they just over overwork don't realize like i, I was one that, where you're just you it's more about you plan when you don't work versus when you do and when it gets like that you know you gotta shift something because you honestly have like three full-time jobs i do <laughs> if you're like <laughs> you have a practice you have a nonprofit, and then you're you're, you're a therapist like it's it's a lot like any of those you could easily make a full-time job and you have to learn where to put your time. But I think you do that. I ha- I, and I think that it, it feels like for me, 
I do a great job of balancing my time. I don't like mm-hmm. love working, which is like <laughs> people would be like, what? I'm like, I work because I have to. Okay. I love the work I do. Mm-hmm. But I'm not just like sitting around wanting to work. Like that's not that's not me at all. My <laughs> wife, she runs all the businesses and the nonprofit. That's her thing. She's the worker. I don't know what I do. But but I feel. <laughs> me and her were sitting in a meeting. I remember you wanted to go to coffee and we were talking about she wanted to start Hampton House. <laughs> and I started telling her about And she's like. Could you just send that all to Beth? <laughs> I was just died laughing. I was like, yeah. I, I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. As soon as we started admin talk, because I was like, I did you see my eyes glaze over? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, not like, my job, not my job, not my job. Stay in my lane. That to Beth. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Can you talk about, can first uh, tell us what Hampton House is and also like, um, what it looked like when you started to realize, like, I want to start my own practice. Like, what was going on where you were like, I got to you know, do something different? Yeah. yeah. So Hampton House is, um, my wife and I run Hampton House. It's our group practice. We are located in South Nashville. And the, our mission is really simple. We, we Everyone there is either BIPOC or LGBTQIA+. Um, I want our team to represent the community that we serve. I want every clinician to be able to show up um, at group supervision and not feel othered. I want them to feel like they can show up and when legislation is shit, they can cry and that's our supervision for the day. Mm -hmm. I think that clinicians, we need community. And so at my practice, everyone, we are a community. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did not know that that's what I was going to do. COVID happened and I was so overwhelmed. I was seeing more clients than I knew what to do with. And Mm. I met with, met with Melanie (laughs) because I was like, I think I need to get an intern. (laughs) And through that conversation, the idea of um, bringing on clinicians, not just interns kind of evolved. And that Mm -hmm. was, that was that. And then when I started getting applicants, I was like, Oh, well I could just, just only hire people that look, love and move like me. And that's literally what I've done. Well, oh. me and Beth have done, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, how did you and Beth meet? We worked <laughs> together. She was a, we worked together at elementary school. Oh. I was a school-based therapist and she was the school music teacher. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I love that. And we were just friends. I want to see a musical about that. I know. It would be <laughs> wild. <laughs> <laughs> it all started one night at Santa's. <laughs> that could be the intro. <laughs> I could see the number now. <laughs> Christmas is my season. So. It is. They have a, a big Christmas party every year. Really? Christmas is, yeah. I'll oh. invite you this year. <gasps> oh. We can be dates. Oh, I love that. Full disclosure, we do do a sing-along, and I get, like, I get real, I go like, It's, like, kind of scary. Um, buckle up. <laughs> but here oh. we are. Yeah. I, uh, you mentioned in your message when I was like, oh, is there anything you specifically want to talk about, like, uh, clinician care right i can't remember exactly how you worded it but like taking care of a therapist um those i'm sure this is true but like having that team is it like awesome for you too do you find yourself being like i can't wait to talk to these people i literally the i i truly feel like that's my work like i I truly have i feel like being with them Aww. and holding space for them is what I'm, that's my, that's my thing. Mm-hmm. 
That's kind of like how you feel too, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, let's just be a big family. Yeah. <laughs> just... You feel like mama bear mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, I can't imagine a therapist. You were saying like you want therapists to do this for longer than 10, you know, like be a therapist. I can't imagine that being the case. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that? You mean work longer than 10 years? Yeah, and see clients. Like, I just know, I don't know a lot of therapists intimately. Like, mm-hmm. I know you, and mm-hmm. you've moved away from, like, seeing people one-on-one. Well, no, I still see them one-on-one, just I don't, I'm not a primary therapist. Like, I work with people more in intensive ways, like short-term intensive okay. stuff. Okay. But I've had that question asked, like, sometimes, like, the therapist around me is like, how are you so, like you still seem really excited about what you're doing. And I've just been really good at following what I'm passionate about. Like if I were to just have stayed in one setting, seeing clients by the hour, mm-hmm. like in 50 minute things, I would, I wouldn't be able to keep doing it. I would just be miserable. COVID pushed me into, I was in tears when COVID first happened because I was seeing 26 clients a week. <laughs> and when that all went online, I was like, I can't handle this. It's killing me. Um, yeah. And so just, I think, staying aligned and noticing what what do I do well? Like, I was so scared to narrow down a focus onto something that I was going to, like, I used to work with couples and teenagers. And when I, I remember when I cut all that out and started saying no when I really needed, I was like, I need a client, though. Mm. Like, but when you do that, that's when, it, to me, that's when things open and grow and you enjoy what you're doing more. And so, like, yeah that that's I think that's that's totally it and I think that's that's what we like at Hampton House right if I'm a supervisor and I see certain the first question that we ask on their first day of working is who's your ideal client who do you want to work with Mm -hmm. oh well and a lot of times they don't know the answer so I say okay next month we're gonna give you as many clients as we can which ones do you leave happy when you leave? Mm -hmm. or when you look at your schedule what are you or like oh that's gonna be a tough day you know versus oh I love working with this and it comes, you know, yeah. And that, that's what I use to guide folks because a lot of people don't know what they mm. like and what they don't like. So it's like, They're how do you, to. how do you feel yeah. when you leave? And yeah. if you feel energized and lit up, then that's mm-hmm. probably where you should focus. I uh-huh. love that. Yeah. I feel like maybe, and like you guys have probably worked with other practices. Is that not how some of them are run? Cause that just seems so new to be like, who do you want to work with? Is I'm, it? I don't know. When I was at interns, the only time I haven't worked for myself, oh, okay. like worked at an agency, but they, it was a refuge center and they do ask you like, what do you like working with? Wow. That's mm-hmm. really nice. I mean, they also just say, take, you know, they feel like you're, <laughs> you're also going to get, it doesn't but, matter, but well, they <laughs> you're were, still going to get, yeah. I also did my internship there and I'm yeah. like, mm, I saw everybody. Yeah. No, <laughs> I saw, they asked, I think I remember them saying, what do you not want? What do you know you do not want to work with? And mm. that was domestic violence for me. Okay. And so they never gave, I mean, sometimes you don't realize that's going on, but so that it was, maybe it was more of the, they'd let you steer clear of something you already knew, but some of it's kind of like, how do you know? Mm. But yeah. That's, I mean, that's just really cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. But what about you? You've, did you? I've worked at so many agencies too. I, I feel like, no, I don't think people ask who you want to work with. Uh-uh. 
Yeah. And I think some of that, though, is, you know, there is a real scarcity, right? Am I going to get enough clients? Am I going to get my hours? Am I going to be able to get licensed? Mm -hmm. There is a time crunch when it be, when it comes to like becoming mm-hmm. a therapist and yeah. so I think and the way I was taught in school is more is more is more so you have to oh, learn wow. to be a good therapist for everyone mm-hmm. they're they're teaching you like you don't say no like you've, you've you're I'm a cultural competency mm-hmm. like teacher now it's like you, there's some <laughs> we do need to say no actually mm-hmm. um and What's I'm gonna com- competency? like like can you are you competent to work with these cultures oh. have you done trainings are you learning what modalities are going mm-hmm. on and, and, the, and the answer is most people aren't but we're we're, yeah. we're training them to think that they should be yeah Inter- yeah and I think that that's why harm is caused and I think mm-hmm. that that leads to burnout of clinician but yeah. I also think it leads to like like clients not going to get the help they need yes because they had a therapist who was culturally competent to Mm -hmm. work with them because they were told that they should be yes and then they Mm -hmm. ended up hurting this person yeah Yeah, that just makes me think i mean this is just one example but my friend being like i shared something and they played a christian song and then i just didn't go back Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like that thing of like Maybe they weren't the best <laughs> fit. Um, when we first met and had our talk on online, you said something that uh, really stuck with me when I was like, oh, I want everybody to do what's in their heart. Like I, I want everybody to live their, their dream. And you were like, well, that is a privilege to do that. And I was like, <laughs> like I was, I, that was news to me. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! And I mean, the whole conversation. I just you're you're so wise and intelligent. I love hearing you talk. But that was like one moment where I was like, oh man! Like Ashley just has so such a cool, so much to say that I want to hear more of. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess what I'm getting at is I would love to hear like, and I know you were talking about like getting BIPOC people into therapy is hard and like, it's just like a different experience. Can you talk about that? Does that make sense? Like the different experience? Yeah, I think that comes from my story again. Like I didn't dream about Hampton house. I didn't dream about our nonprofit healing in the margins. I didn't dream. I don't dream. I didn't that the idea of dreaming about like my profession, it was, it was literally out of necessity of mm-hmm. like, what, what can I tolerate doing? What am I halfway good at and what's going to pay my bills? And so I think for seven years, I literally, that's all I thought about was mm-hmm. how do I do good enough work that my clients keep coming back and referring to me? Mm-hmm. I didn't have the privilege to like sit around and think, man, wouldn't it be cool (laughs) if I had a space where there were other therapists like me? I didn't, that literally wasn't that, that I didn't have that privilege. I didn't have the privilege to think, man, wouldn't it be great if there was an organization that could support therapists like me? No, because it didn't exist. And so why am I going to sit around thinking about that when I have a client and then another client and then another Mm -hmm. client and you know, I've seen six that day. Mm -hmm. So the, the reality from my perspective is your position in life, like what levels of privilege you have impact your ability to dream, mm-hmm. you know, like, like really and truly. And I think it's different, you know, in, in a creative space. I think there are some people who that is who you are. Mm-hmm. You're going to create art. 
regardless. My, my brother is one of those people. You're going to make art no matter what. And I think that that, that, that is your reality. That is your world. But I think like in this, like if you're choosing this type of path, there are so many barriers in the way that like you just had like hurdles, you know how like getting mm-hmm. licensed is a hurdle. Mm-hmm. Like being able to open up a practice is a, there's hoops mm-hmm. and all of these things. And so I think that depending on your life, like it's, it's a luxury to dream. Mm-hmm. I, I really do think that. Yeah. That's yeah. That's. And I, I think it's different for different organizations different fields different walks of life but i do think for people who just have to pay their bills and be able to go to the doctor and be able to buy Mm -hmm. food Mm -hmm. yeah a thousand percent how do you get how do you reach those people to come to therapy i think representation matters okay so i think that i i've had so many clients who will say you know you're one of the first gay people I see with a wife and a daughter mm-hmm. that isn't encouraging to me because I didn't know I've never seen that before mm-hmm. so I think that having people like 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 me having spaces like Hampton House the more people see it the safer it feels mm-hmm. and I think that that that's probably like the way I, I I think that it makes a difference is seeing and I think also like when we when we are able to articulate how we feel right Mm -hmm. like if you feel healthier but I don't think you can you can make someone value health I value mental health right I value laying my head down at night and liking my life Mm -hmm. like that's a probably one of the Mm -hmm. top priorities in my life I don't value much else actually Mm kind of rare that's the thing Mm -hmm. and and so I think some people people are like you don't realize like how lucky you are are fortunate to like your life. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like yourself, right? Yeah. Like when I lay mm-hmm. down at night, I want to be like, I don't want to think, man, I messed up today. Mm-hmm. And like, I really don't like, I really value mm-hmm. being as decent of a person as I can. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be like the nicest person. It doesn't, but like, how can I honor myself, my values and, and that of others around me? Mm. And so I don't think that everyone does. Like, I don't think that's, that's not a the culture priority. we're raised in. Right. Well, uh, yeah. No. A lot of like self care, I feel like, and I've experienced this too with growing up is like, uh, I'm going to like spend my last few dollars on like a Coke and a candy mm-hmm. bar, mm-hmm. which isn't really like long lasting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I don't know if people really know how deep and transformative, like, you know, therapy, that kind of self care is. Yeah, I, I would agree. And what about people who don't want to be transformed? Yeah. Oh. What about what about people who, who don't even have the, the idea that they could be? Like, that's not like even on their radar. A lot of it is life has gotten so tough for them to even manage internally. Yeah. That that's when they reach out. A lot of, like that it's unfortunate, but it's only when it's needed versus a preventative. I definitely don't think therapy is looked at as how can I just support my mental health in the day to day and move through life with some support versus it's when they just don't know what else to do and they just can't live. Like they'll just it's they're I don't know, inside it, it just they just don't know what to do anymore. Do you guys, I, like, I'm just so <laughs> curious about choosing to be a therapist because it just seems, it's just not, it just seems like so much heaviness, but I'm sure there's a lot of lightness. Mm-hmm. It's just like, um, 
Like, is that on y'all's minds? Like the people that aren't being reached or are you focused right in front of you with the people that come to you? <laughs> you like can no burst. wrong answers. No, I feel like it's a little bit of both. Uh, COVID came to mind when you said that, that was a big brought that to the surface a lot. Cause I literally was like, I can, I can take you on, but I can only see you every, I went to bi-weekly with everybody. So I had more spots to fill. Mm. Um, and it was just like, my God, everybody is just in it and struggling and there's not enough people to help is what it felt like during that. And so that really highlighted it. And then, and, and then it just gets in every way. I think I'm really passionate about trauma and there's just not a lot of good quality trauma. Everybody's got it. Mm-hmm. But even our school system, like our programs are not teaching trauma in the, you know, and that's foundational, but they don't view it as that because they have to follow guidelines of K-Crep and that kind of stuff, and they don't have enough room to put that kind of stuff in there. So the fact that you are teaching a, you know, cultural competency class at Vanderbilt is that's so cool. is huge. Thank you. Is huge, and you're the right person. I'm to do super it. excited. I think I'm actually going to teach a different class in the spring. Good. I think I'm going to teach some techniques, which is going to be awesome. <gasps> I know, okay. but I think I think I think about people not having access to care mm-hmm. more than I think about. Don't you want it? Mm. Yeah. I I I truly believe I'm not going to work harder than other people mm-hmm. for themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if if you're okay living that way, I'm fine with you too. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 and I genuinely mean that. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think, I, sure, everyone should be in therapy. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to and you're fine with your life, then that's your business. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to really get anything from it. Yeah. You right. have to point. truly want to be there for it to work. And mm-hmm. even sometimes when you want it, it's still hard. So mm-hmm. I, I'm more concerned with like access for people who want it, but don't yeah. know how to get it. Mm-hmm. And how do you approach that? And afford it. Yeah, that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. How do I, it's called healing in the margins. It's a mm-hmm. wonderful <laughs> nonprofit. Yeah. It helps give people th- like access to therapy. Yeah. I think that that's, that's what, that's what my, my, my next phase mm-hmm. is. It's like, how do we help people get access to not just my therapist, not just Hampton house, but to mm-hmm. Melanie's team? Like mm-hmm. how, how do they get their hands on some of mm-hmm. the best brain spotters? How do we help them yeah. get into her practice? How do we help them get into other practices? Um, without clinicians not being paid what they need to survive. Mm-hmm. Right. And and unfortunately there's there's very few people out there doing that work. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm so I don't ex- know anybody else doing that. Wow. And so that's why what we're trying to do is so important and we need the support of other clinicians and we mm-hmm. need the support of the community because that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. We have that's a barrier. Mm-hmm. What is healing in the margins? Healing in the margins is our 501c3 um with the mission of creating change for BIPOC and LGBT folks in mental health care. So we support clinicians through advanced trauma training so that they can provide their community with the same level of skill that everyone deserves, Mm -hmm. um, but so few have access to. Mm -hmm. Um, We create community workshops and things like that for for, for clinicians. And then we also have a client side where we're getting funding to help people be able to go to a therapist of their choosing mm. um, to meet their mm-hmm. very specific and unique needs. Mm. And then the third part is really fun. And that's I get to go into organizations and teach mm-hmm. competency 
for holding space Mm -hmm. for clinicians from marginalized communities. Mm -hmm. Um, Because believe it or not, like no one taught us that. No one knows how to run an organization with three black people in it Mm. and not make them feel ostracized. Mm -hmm. How do you manage microaggressions? No one is teaching that. And so Mm -hmm. that's our third component that we're doing. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's really exciting. It's, it is, it is one of the coolest things I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to do in this life. I still, I I want you to come talk to my, I know I'm going to, Mm -hmm. it's going to be fun. We're going to, did we say October? Hmm? Did we say after, after the new year? Huh? We talked about this. Oh, (laughs) it's going to happen. You're giving back in so many cool freaking ways. It's exciting. You're like a superhero. Mm -hmm. I keep saying that, but you really are. I don't know about that, but it feels pretty (laughs) super. Yeah. And I was going to ask about, you know, you guys are like, therapists don't get um, the training that you really need. And I was like, how do you like change that? But you are because you're teaching. You're like a part of that now. And and yes. And the bigger thing is it's we're funding people to go. You know, we've we've been able to send four BIPOC clinicians to a brain spotting training by a BIPOC facilitator. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, So like, that's Mm -hmm. what we're really excited. Through healing in the margins. Through healing in Mm -hmm. the margins. Yeah. Yeah. What? That's so cool. (laughs) And the class that you're teaching in Vanderbilt, that's for other therapists, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Soon to be. Yeah. Oh, you haven't started yet. No, no. They're soon to be therapists. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Do you like teaching? I do. It's, it's surprisingly fun. Oh, amazing. And you know, I don't want to do anything unless it's fun. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm very much, I'm just like, I'm not going to be here if it's not, but it feels in alignment with what I truly believe my purpose is. And that is to really change mental health for mm-hmm. marginalized folks. I love that. And so I get to go and teach and advocate for my community with people who care mm-hmm. um, and who, who want to do right by, by, by everyone. I love that. So you're already doing so much. Is there something that you haven't mentioned where you're like, one day I want to do even this too? (laughs) I want to hear your answer. You know, I've always wanted to be Oprah. Like as a (laughs) child, I did. No one else is doing it but her. (laughs) And like, where's she at? (laughs) You know? She's just looking great. <laughs> Hanging out with the rock. Yes. Helping the people of Hawaii. I mean, yes. So um Yeah, no. I don't I don't know that there's much else professionally that I want to do. Mm. I want to be successful at this. I want healing in the margins to be able to really help a lot of people because there are tons of people. The more I talk about it, the the longer our list of clients who are mm-hmm. wanting funding to go to therapy gets. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of work to do there. And where, um, where are those clients coming from? Are you over. finding or are they finding they you? They find us. Oh, mm-hmm. let's go. It's exciting. Like, we have a Facebook group, like a therapist Facebook group here to where people always post for referrals and, mm, and okay. like offerings they're, you know, are, are offering. And if anyone is needing anything to do with BIPOC or LGBTQIA, she always wow. gets tagged. I love like, that. Like she's just, you're, it's a go-to for that. I love that. Do you, are you in therapy? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I was. My therapist moved. My oh, therapist man. moved. And so I haven't I haven't made the commitment yet. Okay. I don't go to therapy all the time though. Okay. I I don't feel like I need it all the time. Mm. I feel like there's seasons when I really need it and then there are seasons when I'm like 
I feel all right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel all right right now. I love that. That's good. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like I'm curious if you do this too. Like, because I'm, I feel like I'm such a verbal processor mm-hmm. and I'm a thinker. Mm-hmm. I think about how I feel all the time. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to find a therapist when you're a therapist like me. Yeah. Cause I'm just kind of like half of everybody already know. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'm not trying to talk to you about my life. Like, that takes another level of trust. Yes. And then I'm like, I could do that for myself, you know, like, so you're going to have to be really good at what yeah, you do. Yeah. That, that makes, cause I'm just, I already think about it. It'd be like me be like, do you have people write your jokes? Yeah. Right. It's like, tell me I mean, something it's not I don't exactly know. like but that. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's do like, you go to comedy class? It's like, no, I don't, I can, I know what, what, how to do it. It's like, I need the a therapist that's going to be better. <laughs> oh, <I'm> like, <laughs> it's kind of the same. But I do think there is a time and a place when you do need it. But it's more like someone trying to teach you the art of mm. being a comedian versus someone saying, tell me your jokes and I'll tell you where right. what I felt while I was hearing that and offering maybe a suggestion of like, well, have you thought about this? And just talking well, things out with yes. you to where let I you see. figure That's it out. That's what my brain was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause mm-hmm. that perspective I could use sometimes. Yes. And that's like, if a therapist, I'm, you know, it's like, you teach me something I don't know. Like there, uh-huh. there's, that's hard, going to be hard to mm. do. I mean, that sounded, I, I don't know everything, but when it comes to my own internal world, another therapist isn't going to be able to teach me. I need space held uh, for those things to come out and just to have that being received and heard and validated or, or whatever. Um, it's not about trying to teach me something. I think sometimes therapists that think they have to do and fix, it's hard to find someone that can just like sit and hold space. Mm. And I think you. finding it someone who can sit and hold space for you. And, and if you, if you know them professionally, I feel like sometimes it can be intimidating. Like a lot of therapists don't like working with other therapists. Yeah. There's a, it feels intimidating sometimes. For I, you, the client? No, for the therapist. Oh, because they're like, they know what I'm doing. Yeah. It's like a, you're exposed in a weird way or, or if they know about the work you do or or if you like talk like I talk. I mean, this is another part of like being a BIPOC person. I feel like I speak very matter of fact, direct, uh-huh. blunt. That's scary for people sometimes. Right. Yeah. And 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 that's hard for some mm-hmm. clinicians to be able to hold space for and mm-hmm. not feel weird. Yeah. Do you know do you see what I'm trying to yes. say? That can I handle think therapist that. clients can get intimidated by the therapist too. Totally. Like it, I think it goes both ways. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's so, that's so interesting. Like when you were talking about sometimes I, I just need space, does mm-hmm. it turn like, are you looking more for like a talk therapy situation where you're like, I just need to talk and you listen? <laughs> I want a skill. I want you to do okay. something for me that I can't do for myself. Yeah. How, how do, do you I'm know? Different? Well, I'm, if I'm going to, it's like, I'm going to get a therapist to brain spot me. Cause uh. I mean, you can self spot, but you can't go deep by yourself because you're not being witnessed but I'm just very like I don't want them to say a word I just want to I'm like here's what I want to work on let me sink into that and I'm kind of like over stop and then I'm just going to talk out loud and I need them to hold that and and just and not talk but just to witness it and be with it because I'm in my own process in that way which brain spotting is different but like I just if you talk, I have to understand you and I have to come to my front brain. So I'm like, just leave me in my process mm. and just 
be there if I need you, Mm. you know, like hold the space. And there's so many things without words that a therapist can do to let you know they are tracking with you and holding what you're experiencing and that they are with you in it without saying a word. Mm. And that's more the kind of therapy I need. How do you know, how do you know when you need someone? Like right now you're like, I'm good. How do you know when you're like, I need someone else in here? (laughs) (laughs) It's just so interesting because you guys know you're very wise. Like when I was going through grief stuff with my dad, I was like, it just amplifies anything else happening too. And so I was like, I would find myself like talking a lot around it in other conversations that weren't therapy. And I was like, maybe I need to like have my own space for this. Uh, So it kind of just depends on what you're going through. But I'm sorry if I'm like beating into this, but like if you're like, Oh, I'm talking about my dad a lot. What would make you not be like, let me just go, um, meditate or take a pointer and like brain spot myself or like what made you want someone else um well I mean I did meditating is great and um I can't brain spot myself really I've tried it I even tried to set up my phone turn the camera on so I could see myself so I would have the the feeling that someone else was watching and in the room with me but I couldn't make it work (laughs) I like got in for a second and couldn't stay into like the deep stuff um so what was the question again uh well you're answering it like why you needed someone else I didn't know that yeah there's such a part of being witnessed I didn't know about that wouldn't you say yeah, I don't like being witnessed, though. <laughs> it takes a special person for me to let them witness me. It's not my vibe. <laughs> and what does being witnessed mean? Them seeing you vulnerable? Yeah. Oh, wow. I wouldn't say vulnerable is not the only piece that required for witness. Just like, just, it's just like if you're telling somebody something that you want them to hear, whether it's emotionally charged or sad mm-hmm. or happy, like I want to witness people's joy just as much. But it's kind of like, think about when you, something really great happens and you're by yourself, you don't really fully experience it until you can call your friend or your parent or somebody and tell them. Mm. You tell your person about it, then it really happened. Yeah. That's what the witnessing is for me. Mm. It just feels awful to me. <laughs> It kind of like feels the complete opposite. Um, And I think though, and I think that that is a, that is a pretty common, you know, for, Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. I, I've had clients who, when we go to dive deeper, when we go to maybe hold space, meditate, things like that, it's like, close your eyes. I I won't look at you. Mm. And I, and I won't, Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes that feels too intimate that feels too close and I can't drop into my experience because I feel I don't know if again if it's like I have to perform for you or it, being a therapist I have to know these things already I have to mm. move so sometimes I would rather not be seen okay which is again <laughs> goes the complete opposite of you know where I thought I would be in life yeah yeah <laughs> who knew well how do you, that how do you know that you need an, uh, an outside person because there's an extra thing of like, I don't want you looking at me. Well, yeah. Um, 
I am the, if I have anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. So if my anxiety feels unbearable and by unbearable, I mean, um, I'm thinking about it multiple times a day Mm. and I just don't like that. Then I probably should talk to somebody. Okay. If something horrific happened in my life or Mm. hard right now, my life is in a very chill, Mm -hmm. knock on Mm -hmm. wood. I don't want to make that sound happening. Phase. Um, after I had my daughter, I wanted to talk with someone about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, th- I think that I will always go to therapy mm-hmm. when I feel like I need mm-hmm. it. Okay. That's what it's meant to be. But for, I don't think I need know? it all the time. Yeah. And not only that, I don't want it. I'd rather honest, real talk. Yeah. I'd rather go get a massage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would rather go get a massage. I, I would it. rather spend that money getting a massage. Yeah. And I'm, but you know, and you've done a lot of work. You're in therapy all the time. You know, a lot of things. I'm just thinking about people who are like, it just goes back to like the, well, I buy, I buy soda or I smoke weed. And it's like, yes, but like you have also done a lot of, you've done therapy and I'll have to do it forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's a one and done. I think I will always no. need something throughout, mm-hmm. but I don't think I need it all the time. Yeah. That's I whenever love, I wrap sorry, up with clients. Like, so I just want to touch I know it's like, <laughs> it's so touchy that you want to touch it. Oh. <laughs> 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 what were you gonna say, Mel? <laughs> Hold on, I don't know. <laughs> something about when oh, whenever I, I'm like wrap up with the client, I will say like we're not done forever. Like life will keep happening. Mm. So when you, when you need some support again, reach out, like, you know, I'll be here. Yeah. Same. Like, I don't want you to stay. I want to get you done as soon as possible, but mm. then come back when you have a baby. I have a lot of clients that I worked with as young adult women and then don't see them for a few years and then they had a baby mm. or they got married mm-hmm. and they're like, these life things, <laughs> these life things happen, and they just need support around it. You yeah, know? and that's that's the goal. Like we're yeah, a constant care or forever care for yourself. Yeah, yeah. That when you when you need it, you have it, mm-hmm. but you don't have to be in therapy all the time to be healthy. What What was that? When she said, <laughs> "When you get married and you go, it's hard getting married. Marriage is yeah. hard. Relationships are hard. Right? <laughs> yeah, they are." They are even yeah. the best ones. Right. Right. Um, I would like to know if there is a, cause there's so much focus on like the right therapist for you. How do you be a better client? <laughs> better client. How do you quantify that? For real? Let me just win. clarify. Yes. I'm not trying to win therapy. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's... But a- if one was to... No, I'm Don't just ask questions like that. <laughs> <laughs> Would be okay. step one. <laughs> I, think, I think... I think I... What I'm saying is, like, not a better client. This, How do you this set really, yourself up for m- the most success out of the work you're doing with a therapist? Yes. Yeah. Keep showing up and do work outside of session. Apply whatever you do in session outside of it. Beautiful. Yes. I would say give yourself permission to like show up authentically mm-hmm. and honestly mm, yeah, without expectation mm-hmm. of who you should be. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Ooh, I, love I that. think the That's best, better. the best Good clients answer. are just there mm-hmm. to be with another person to work on these specific things. And, and there's none of that performing. Yes. Yeah. I love it. My, some of my favorite, like, 
things I can look back on are when they show up just being their true selves, mm. bitching and complaining about whatever's going on. Yeah. And in the way that they do it, it just, it you have fun in those sessions. You really get to like, we obviously like to get to know people and that's when they really let you do that. It's awesome. So how, when that doesn't feel, when it doesn't feel like a safe space with a certain, with your therapist to do that. Get a new therapist. Okay. <laughs> I think I think we have to give ourselves permission to 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 recognize how do I am I withholding? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there there are details or bits that I'm not wanting to share with my therapist, is it me or is it them? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. it's going to just be you. You're not yeah. ready yet. Right. And, and can we okay. accept that? Yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just name that. I'm not ready to do instead that. Instead of it'll, like switching it'll people. It'll be ready when you're, yeah. Yeah. Or okay. instead of forcing, instead of still going, wasting your time, wasting mm-hmm. your money, if, if you're not there yet. Oh, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. I would also challenge someone, if you are not feeling set to address that with your therapist. Because mm-hmm. undoubtedly there's moments where I have created unsafety unknowingly mm. for a client. And the times where, like, I try to make that a very permission-giving thing on the front end of, like, when I'm getting it wrong, tell me I need it to be a good therapist. And yeah. when they really feel like they can do that, it's so helpful for, for me but for the client too. But I get a lot of that can feel really scary. It's scary. It's yeah. so scary. Yeah. And <laughs> If you have a therapist, though, who doesn't make you feel safe enough to let them know. Yeah. I mess up all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm 10 and a half years and I still have clients mm-hmm. who are like, what you said last week hurt me and it mm-hmm. wasn't right. Yeah. Aww. And I say, number one, thank you for telling me. Yes. I know that was not comfortable yeah. and scary. And number two, mm-hmm. we're just going to sit here and talk about it. Yeah. Aww. Without that, that, trying to defend yourself. Which is so yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't yeah. mean to. Well, it's so well, hard. Here's what or, I meant when I said that. And it just. Or you didn't fun. understand. No. If that's what you heard, then I said yeah. it. Like, I know I got a big mouth. So I'm not going to try to pretend <laughs> like I didn't say it. <laughs> Let me maybe explain why I said it and what yeah. I was hoping to. But that yeah. doesn't really matter if you're yeah. hurt. And so I think uh-huh. therapeutic relationships have to be spaces where we get to practice being honest humans. Therapist too. And yeah. therapist too. And, and that's that's mm-hmm. not my vibe, you know. And mm-hmm. I think that that's if if we're teaching that, then that's how we're gonna really help people and mm-hmm. keep therapy something that's relevant and that actually is impactful and matters. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Yeah. See, that's what I meant by better client. <laughs> we got there. Yeah. You guys were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think both of our faces were like Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I could tell. Never I was like, had oh, no. a horrible client, so I don't know no, what you mean. No, like, no, that's not what, what I meant. What would make someone, you know? <laughs> yeah, we we got we we got there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a good question. It really was. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and it was a really great answer from both of you. I think it's really, yeah. I oh <laughs> you cuties. <laughs> uh, Thank you for coming here and, yeah. and sharing. Oh, is it over already? Are we getting winding down? We are. Oh, man, that went by fast. I mean, we can we could keep talk talking. Forever. I know. I really, f- you're so um, smart and wise and mm-hmm. awesome. And just like, you have such a great, powerful energy that just being around you makes me feel like amped up, you know, to like, <laughs> to succeed. I really feel that way. And I just like, I, you know this, but you're going to be successful. And I just hope all the best for you. Like, 
You're wonderful. I hope all the best for the community. You know, at this point, I don't need much else. <laughs> I really, I really want the best for, for others. And, and, I, and I receive that. Yeah, yeah. I receive mm-hmm. what you're saying. And mm-hmm. I think um, success for me is is being able to lay my head down at night you're on good. a bed, yeah. happy, mm-hmm. healthy. You have it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So whatever happens is is really for for the greater good of others for me right now. I love that. Which is so weird. It sounds like um it's weird. And and I one thing I want to circle back to you real quick if I can. It's of that, course. Like when you say like you're so smart and why like hearing that it's I don't view myself that way. Like I don't like sit around thinking that I'm smart. <laughs> and so like that idea of like therapist being per I think that's a total lie. Yeah. Right. Like I don't hear that in the word success. I don't think like that. Like it's it doesn't feel um aligned with who I am. It's not like a part of me yet, I don't think. And so mm-hmm. I appreciate you for saying that. And I also just want to name that too. Mm-hmm. If yeah. that makes sense. What do you mean not aligned with you yet? Like, <clears throat> I don't feel like I've integrated that part of myself. That part that feels smart and wise. Oh. Like, I don't just walk around thinking that about I don't feel mm. that in my spirit. Oh, like when I say that, you're like, Mm-mm. no, it doesn't feel untrue. It just feels like I don't, it doesn't, I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that weird? Yeah. Which is fine. So I, there's work to do there. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's that, interesting. That could be something to, to find a therapist for. Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously someone's how you make someone feel is their own experience. But like, I like, I see that just in your Instagram. When I think about you, I, I think like power and awesome and, Smart like and success. You know, power, power. Let's and go. Awesome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, I think that you talk about hard, difficult things that aren't talked about, and you bring them to light and to conversations and in a way that is very palatable for people. You put it even just in this conversation, you've you've like shared information and and challenged in such gentle ways to to educate. And it just naturally comes from you, like, in a way that is, you're the right, I'd see why everything has aligned to, mm-hmm. to, for you to be at the head of these things that are happening. And so I, I've always admired that about you. That's why I support what you do so much, because you do it very well. And it's just a natural, authentic part of yourself that's just getting expressed outwardly. And I love that. And you, both of you, I've said this about you before, but you give people permission to be themselves by you being as authentic and I love that you don't filter the things you say half the time <laughs> and I know I, I think I'm it. neurodivergent though I'm also <laughs> learning that like that like may not be that I'm just like amazingly open it might just be like <laughs> something else <laughs> so I don't want to put cool. pressure on others like it's really easy for me though to show up yeah. as myself I know and I love um, that always like yeah, I met true. Ashley in the very first like networking thing as a therapist and I, I was so nervous about being in a setting like that and Ashley was I thought she was so cool she used to have a half of her head was shaved Hell yeah you're very like I was like she's so Gosh, hip and I cool miss it every day <laughs> I miss it you can bring day. it back yeah so much maintenance yeah <laughs> it's like a lot but you were <laughs> very you were so friendly um and 
every event after that, I would look for you because it made me feel you I just, you don't offer that just to people that look like you and your community. You do it for everybody. And so I just wanted to say that here mm, thank you. as well. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what you just said about like uh, you want success for the community. How can people listening be a part of that if they're like I want to help like what's yeah there's a really really I think that the really cool thing about our organization being new and young and small is that every single donation actually matters Mm -hmm. so if it's ten dollars if it's ten dollars a month even better Mm -hmm. (laughs) that 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 is the biggest way right now that people can help it's it's donating and it's really setting up reoccurring donations five dollars ten dollars you want to donate a therapy session a month i'll take it too Mm -hmm. because that money goes right back into these programs that that we are overseeing and so it's really cool because you can literally see where every dollar is going Mm -hmm. That way, if it's recurring, you can plan more, right? Yeah, yeah. and you don't even mm-hmm. have to think about it, right? Like we, we, um, Melanie helped host an event, and we had it was a ton of therapists, and um, we were able to raise so much money, and it, and it was through reoccurring donations, oh, and so let's go. that matters. Yeah. That that little bit matters, um, and it it's helping people get access to therapy. It's helping therapists get access to better training, to mm-hmm. community to resources so Mm -hmm. donations that's what we need and exposure so this is helpful Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. so those are really i think the two main needs right now we've got everything else cool Mm -hmm. we just need that yeah Mm -hmm. uh what do you like to do for yourself where you're just like this is my mm, my juicy like me time i love my self time um what do i do for me I love massages. Yeah. I love going on walks. Mm-hmm. I love watching movies. Um, I love playing with my baby. Aww. I'm obsessed. I'm literally obsessed. Um, <laughs> I'm literally Like, obsessed. it's weird. Like, I didn't <laughs> no. know that you could feel this way. I'm obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. Did you always want to be a mom? No. <laughs> I mean, I, and even when I was pregnant, I was like, God, I hope I like her. Like, I, I literally yeah. told my mom, I was like, well, did I make a terrible mistake? <laughs> She's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I just have this fear that I'm not going to like her. No. <laughs> I know, it's, which is ridiculous. Um, and she's like the cutest baby ever. Oh my oh. She fell asleep on me the first time I got to like, we went and had coffee. That was a moment. She doesn't do that. I told you, she still oh. doesn't do that. She's very like. She just like laid on me and fell asleep, and we just had like she just laid. It was like an hour or more. It was, I was beautiful. Like, this feels like heaven. I know. Aww, what was, a great moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I love me time. I take care of myself. Yeah. I really do. I think that that's super important. Awesome. Um, and then tell everybody where they can find you or any kind of socials that you want to plug. Anything? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hampton House Counseling. I think that's our Instagram. Healing in the Margins, our Instagram. I'm not doing anything else. Hampton <laughs> is H A M T O N. H A M P T O N. Yes. Like the Hamptons, going to the Hamptons. Yes. 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 I've never been. I want to, though. I haven't either. Do you? We need to get Leah to take us. Let's take a trip. Mm-hmm. Is Leah from the Hamptons? She's from New York. Oh. She knows the area. Close enough. Real, I didn't know where the Hamptons were. Yeah. So I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for judging silently. You were like, that's crazy. 
<laughs> no, I'm you know, like, you really didn't know <laughs> where they were. That's crazy. I'm just like, <laughs> Fun fact: It is almost like I go to my. I put my daughter to bed at seven. Oh, and then I go to bed right after her. That's another thing I do. So like that, I wasn't judging. I was probably falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> It is real close to mama's bedtime. <laughs> Got you. Thank you so much for yeah. being here. Thanks for I being really here. My pleasure. This was lovely. I You're love awesome. you. Y'all are awesome. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to I'm Fine, It's Fine podcast. My name is Amber Autry. I'm a comedian based here in Nashville and internationally touring. You can find me on all platforms at Amber Autry Comedy. And I am Melanie Reese. I'm a trauma therapist here in Nashville. You can find me across all platforms at Trauma Therapy Nashville. We really appreciate you listening so much. And if you want to give a little extra for free, make sure you're liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing, sharing with your friends, talking about it to literally everyone you see. Because it helps so much, and we're so grateful for the extra effort. And if you like what you're hearing and you want some bonus material, that includes interviews with other practitioners and the, all the juicy stuff that Amber and I talk about that doesn't go into the normal podcast. Um, we'd love to have you subscribe. You can find the link in our bio, and $5 a month, you can do it. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs>